0: Love Talk Radio. We live!
1: We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show
2: that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one with LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation from coast to coast and around the world. We thank you for tuning in on this Friday night for another edition of page one. It's Friday night, January 19th. Uh, we are already halfway through the month of January. So uh, we are coming up soon into the wonderful as I call it, the Age of Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, the time when you stopped doing your resolutions. So, congratulations if you've made it this far. <laughs> right. right. Did you, by the way, I don't think we talked about that.
2: Did you have any resolutions this year?
0: And my resolution is every is the same resolution as every year, which is I don't want to make a resolution. I want to make a lifestyle change, and hopefully, I can get those habits started. And that that is where I'm at, which is at hopefully. <laughs>
2: to <laughs> The all uh, non resolution what isn't that a resolution though or is it it is
0: my resolution is to not make a resolution it is to, t- to hopefully make a lifestyle change i'm still stuck at hopefully so it's not i'm not i'm not against resolutions i'm just i know me i make it maybe 2 weeks i had a i had a you know those planners
3: Mm-hmm.
0: with, like, tabs and mind maps and all that. I started that right before January 1st. I haven't looked at it
2: this week. But you know what, It's almost like a trap, though, isn't it? Because when we have resolutions, you know, we're, coming, we're making them pretty much – because I don't know of anybody that makes a New Year's resolution like in the month of November. You pretty much kind of do it in late December, close to New Year's, and you're looking at the year that was, what you didn't do, what you want to do in the next year. But once the dust has settled from the new year and you're back into what you're doing on the regular – at that point now you're coming up not with excuses, but kinda of like, Well, I kinda of want to do that, but because of the normal stuff that I was already doing, I don't got time to like do that all the time. And it falls off by the wayside. So it's almost like a trap to do resolution. Yeah? You know? Mhm.
0: No, a hundred percent. I understand exactly what you're saying and I agree. Like it 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 takes what, fourteen days to make a habit? Yeah. No. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't do things consistently for 14 (laughs) days, and it doesn't help that I'm also ADHD. So you know, my my um memory, my uh my uh what's the word I'm looking for? Eh, I'll just go with memory. My consistency at doing things is severely lacking. (laughs) My motivation to do that as well tends to wane after I stop hyper fixating on something. Gotcha. So yeah, I have to, I have to make it a habit. And that's why I said, that's why I always try to do the, I'm hopefully going to, and, and I always try to strive. I strive to make one year better than the last. So um, if, you know, I had a really good year with travel or with visiting with friends, I, I, I try to, okay, let's do this again. Let's travel a new place let's hang out with friends more often make sure you're making connections those kind of things so I try to do better than last year but I also know that <laughs> habits are hard for me to form <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's still admirable though at least you're honest about it because there's other people that are in denial where they'll like say, "Oh, you know what there's still time of the year to do my resolutions, or you know it's uh I'm kind of like doing it now, but there's still you know in bits and pieces, and by the time you get to the end of the year, that's where you kind of feel like if you didn't do it like you lied to yourself, so mm-hmm. no I, it's that's admirable to kind of talk th- that's actually kind of interesting just having as to where you i mean I don't want to get like uh, athletic, but it's it's kind of like when an athlete says, you know, they can only get better bit by bit. And I used to tell people that you learn something new every day, and when you do, you're only making yourself better, and mm-hmm. that it it's pretty much something new every day or bit by bit, or you hope to do stuff slightly different. If you took a trip you want to do two trips or if you know you know your limits that you know you're not gonna travel every day you're not gonna travel zero to 65 days a year so like yeah. if you did one trip you want to do a couple of trips if you uh, went out and treated yourself to a fancy dinner a couple of times a year you probably want to up that one more time or do something to treat yourself or you know yeah just stick with it and just do one extra step, one more thing. Mm-hmm. That's a change. So, yeah, I feel Did like you we're. you have a resolution? You know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to honestly tell you, I don't have resolutions because I I know I wouldn't keep it. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> I wouldn't keep it. I think I'm kind of like you in that mindset of where. If you did one thing, you want to either, you know, you want to focus on one thing. You don't want to focus on like 50 million different things. You don't want to say, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, I want to do that, because you're never going to get around all of it. Life's too busy right now to, you know, try to do everything. I think what I try to do is that I try to either commit myself to expanding on something or doing something a little bit more, but I want to make it at the same time, something that is personal to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily, I'm like you where it's, whether it's reaching out to friends or whether it's like, try, something that's self-fulfilling to me, um, workouts and other stuff. Well, that is, it's not like something that I know I'm going to be able to stick to. Um, because stuff happens you know Uh, I just try to be a little bit better you know I try to be a little bit of a better friend I try to be a little bit more uh, better to myself health wise because I know like I said if it means you know eating additional fruits and vegetables and doing a little bit of that that's something that I can kind of control you know Mm Um, I try not to do, like, I'm going to hit the gym, and I'm going to do it every other day. No, that's an impossible thing because life happens, and you're not – because the moment that something happens and the moment you get thrown off of that new routine, Mm -hmm. everything gets scrapped. (laughs) Right. So I think that's why I don't do those. (laughs) So I'm like you. I don't really do – resolutions. I know other people that do. Hey, if you do, God bless you. I hope that you're able to keep it. I hope that you're able to at least be happy with what you did. But Mm -hmm. I know me, and I know that probably doing it, um, I probably wouldn't stay true to it. So I'm going to be honest and say no, I don't really do it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that honesty. I'm I'm okay with that. I am 100% okay with that kind of honesty. Like, if you can do it, that's great. If you can hold on to it and you can continue to, to motivate yourself to, to maintain that resolution, like, bravo. I'm so happy that somebody can't because I'd be that weirdo that couldn't.
2: You know what? I don't expect anybody to. Because like I said, life happens, things, you know, um, life happens, things change. So if someone said I was going to do this every morning or do this to do that, there's going to be a morning. You're not going to feel like doing jack crap. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get up, you're going to look at that alarm clock, and you'll be like, "Eh, no, (laughs) I'm good. Exactly. I'm streak. okay yep. exactly and there goes the and there goes the streak, so yes, yeah, so um we have quite a bit tonight um we have uh besides that a couple of well breaking topics that we'll talk about here tonight uh almanac is coming up here in just a couple of quick minutes, and then uh we will have. Something from the Potpourri Files, not a lot. Uh, one thing that kind of came up uh, today in the news, and then a couple of items from the yay or NAY department. Uh, yay! We'll take a look at what's. Yeah, we'll take a look at what's trending on Twitter, and then we will have later in the show after dark. Um, I love
0: after dark. <laughs>
2: So yes, we'll have After Dark. Yeah, I've been thinking about some time of possibly making After Dark its own show. I don't know. I I, I, I want to do it right, but um, yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, but we'll do After Dark, and if we have a couple of minutes, and if everything is going correctly, um. I might have some things from the Smoking Gun Files, too, tonight. So, um, quite a bit of stuff that's going on. I do want to say, uh, from a personal note, I kind of apologize. last week. Um, it might have seemed like this show ended a little earlier than it might have done so. <laughs> um still kind of going through some things wasn't really feeling the best when we got to later in the show I'm hoping that uh, I am going to be okay throughout tonight's show <laughs> um, so hey, and I'm trying to uh, be honest with all of you uh, while I'm still in recovery mode from things from a few months ago it does take some time uh, and so there's a live show, so things do happen I know a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just uh record it and did just no I like live radio i li- I like doing this live Because so, so much stuff kind of happens um, and for our show in which we deal with a lot of news stories and current events uh, a lot of things break during the show so that's the one good thing about doing a live show um, sometimes a bad thing, but uh if it does um of course, we always will strive to be right back here with you the following week. And Whenever we didn't get a chance to talk about, hey, we could save it till next week. So, um, but with that, was, was you going to say something?
0: No, 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 no. Oh, uh,
2: with that, that brings us to the almanac, and like I said, today is January nineteenth. Uh, before I even begin and tell you what today is, uh, today is. Also, an important day because today is Dolly Parton's birthday. Ooh. Uh, Dolly turns 78 today. So, happy birthday to her. Wow. (laughs) Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Wow.
0: Just wow.
2: Yep. Made her album debut back in 1967. Um, And course, some of her biggest hits came uh, during the 70s and 80s, Um, and she came out, I think, today with the song just in time for her birthday. Um, She has... She's pretty much a legend, selling over 100 million records worldwide. Um, She... I I don't think there's anything she hasn't done in music. (laughs) Um, And... Uh, she has also, as an actress, done very well, getting uh, Golden Globe nominations for Best Actress. Here's the thing. She got Golden Globe nominations for Best Actress uh, for a few different movies. Uh, for Rydestone, uh Steel Magnolias, which I know one mm. of my, uh, someone that I know loves that movie, uh, Straight Talk and Joyful Noise. Uh, she's got 11 Grammy Awards out of 50 nominations, including a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, 10 Country Music Association Awards, including Entertainment of the Year. She is only one of seven female artists to win the Country Music Association's Entertainer of the Year Award, um, People's Choice Award winner. Uh, she's also in a select group to have received at least one nomination from the Academy Awards, Grammy Awards, Tony yeah. Awards, and Emmy Awards. So, yes. <laughs> um And she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. (laughs) And in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, (laughs) all of that. So, no, happy birthday, Dolly. (laughs) Um, Today is National Popcorn Day. I hope you had some popcorn today. If not, get some later today.
0: Peppermint popcorn. Really? Peppermint popcorn leftover from Christmas.
2: That's interesting. Uh, does it taste more pepperminty? If that makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was much more minty than it was anything else. So it wasn't like it was chocolate or anything like that. It was very minty. Um, but yeah, just plain like white. I don't want to say white, but just plain popcorn, no butter, none of that stuff, just with the peppermint flavor over it.
2: It almost seems like that would be something that would be used and chopped. Yeah, right. Open your, ba- open your baskets. We have peppermint flavored popcorn. <laughs> that's that's what it seems like. Um, I think I would put that in an encrusted like some type of meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> what well, no. okay. Well, the other day they had something like that where they had um, goldfish. Uh, Mm. It was on guys' grocery games. They had uh, little goldfish crackers. So what they did was that they encrusted it around, I think one person did it around either, it was either fish or some type of like uh, steak. But it was a little
0: over goldfish covered fish, like cod, goldfish encrusted cod.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I would do that. Yeah, so it's possible. <laughs> People do a lot of stuff. Uh, I give credit to all of those who can think of that stuff and uh, do that. I'm I'm not a great cook, so I, I wouldn't even know. Um, today is also National Use Your Gift Card Day. The, I'm sorry, tomorrow is. The third Saturday of January is National Use Your Gift Card Day. Tomorrow is National Cheese Lovers Day, and who among us does not love cheese?
0: Get out get out right now if you don't. Just Yes. You can just leave the leave the thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. I
2: was going to say we normally don't judge people here. This is a judgment free zone, but we are going to judge you if you don't like cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cheese is our exception apparently.
2: Right. Now, you are excused though if for some reason you cannot eat cheese due to some issues with it. We'll forgive you for that. But if you have an ability to eat cheese and you're okay and you don't, yeah, I'm going to judge you. Um, oh,
0: here's my thing. It's not even that. I You can like cheese and not be able to eat it. So, like but, cheese. You're allowed to uh, like cheese.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I should ask you, which is your favorite type of cheese?
0: Yes. Oh, I have to pick one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I I like. Uh, I really like. Oh, there's not a lot of cheeses out there that I don't like. It's a shorter list for don't like cheeses. Um, blue cheese, not a big fan. Stilton, not a big fan. Um, but really, when it comes to other cheeses. I mean, okay. yeah, there's not... I haven't really met a lot of cheeses I don't like. Limburger? That's that's pushing towards the not, but I'll still eat that one. <laughs> the stronger smelling cheeses apparently are the ones that I don't like. But yeah, like...
2: Gotcha. I think yeah. if I had to choose... I think I'm going to say if I had to just like really choose one... I love a good cheddar and pepper jack. Yeah. Okay. I think I love those two. Um, Okay. But also mozzarella and provolone. But it depends on what I have it with.
0: I mean, if if you tell me I'm bringing you cheese, what do you want me to bring to this party? I would probably say like Havarti or something. A that party too. to the party? Oh,
2: yes, that too. Pair it with an yeah. apple? Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking as we're talking about all this, I'm like, it sounds like if people were just tuning in, it would sound <laughs> like it was like some type of SNL skit. It's like, welcome to Cheese Talk. We're talking about cheeses today. What's your favorite <laughs> cheese? <laughs> your favorite
3: cheese?
2: <laughs> Do you like to cut the cheese?
0: Oh, God. Oh, my
2: God. It's like an SNL scout. Actually, I do. Do you do it alone or do you do it amongst friends? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, man. (laughs) But, yes, uh, January 20th is also National Disc Jockey Day. Um. Grew up among, I think I've been lucky to be in a city uh, that its disc jockeys um, are larger than life um, and are known across the U.S. and uh, you know when you live in Chicago and you had such luminary disc jockeys on the radio, um, such as uh, for years. Uh, Herb Kent, who ruled radio here in Chicago for about, I think it was 50 or 60 years. Uh, and oddly enough, I know his backstory, he worked until his last day on Earth. Uh, he worked on the Saturday morning, went home, and passed away. And he actually did his Saturday morning show, had concluded and went home. Uh, you know, um, this city had Herb Kent. This city had Dick Biondi, who a lot of people know, who passed away late last year. Uh, Larry Lujack, Super Jock, uh, a lot of other disc jockeys uh, have either come through here or started here in some way. Um, but uh, because of the signal outreach of some of the stations here, which were 50 watt, you could listen from Chicago to probably parts of Pennsylvania or New Mexico Uh, and this was before you could get stuff on years ago. We're talking like probably in the 60s and 70s, uh, before the Internet, before YouTube, where late at night people would, knowing that they could pick up stations in Chicago late at night, listen to music here. Um, So the disc jockey means a lot. I'm heavily influenced by that. A lot of you... um, listen to some of the things that we do on this show um,
3: <laughs>
2: but yes there is National Disc Jockey Day January 20th. it's also National Butter Crunch Day um, January 21st is National oh man I'm going to get this so wrong uh, it is Hyaluronic Acid Day
0: really they made a Hyaluronic Acid Day seriously? you're familiar with that Yes, yes, I am 100% familiar because I am a, a woman of a certain age. I am a lady of a certain age, so therefore, I require, I don't want to say help because I don't think I require help, but I do know what it is. Let's do it that way.
2: Yeah, it raises awareness. This started actually in 2022, so it's brand. It's literally a brand new type of day. Uh, it was founded in 2022 by National uh, Day Calendar and La Roche Posay. Um, it is it raises awareness of the important hydrating benefits of the skincare ingredient hyaluronic acid. Uh, the day also provides education on the proper usage of those products. It was the second most searched beauty ingredient of 2021. So makes
0: sense. Like I said, lady of a certain age.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I am I, I'm kind of I'm glad not, that you do know it.
0: Not bad, it's, it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing for. It, I, and I, honestly, it's anyone can use the 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 skincare product. It comes in a lot of different. Uh, moisturizers, it comes in a lot of different, um, what's a good, what's a good one that's that, that, like masks. There's a lot of those now out there. So, okay. um, it's good for anyone. And I'm talking, I'm, I'm looking at you guys over there that like, you know, pretend that you don't need to have a skincare routine. You do. Okay. Just throwing that out there. You do. Um, <laughs> But it's not a bad thing, and, you know, throw it on, uh, like, in a moisturizer for the evening, and then you can let that kind of soak, and it helps soften the skin. It helps moisturize things. It helps kind of firm up things as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's part of my skincare routine, which is not really a routine. It's not really a routine. It's a wash my face in the shower, and then, oh, because I've taken a shower, I'll put on moisturizer so that my face doesn't, like, dry out.
2: Okay, as Marla <laughs> Gibb, as Gibbs said on Sunday, black don't crack. So I don't
0: <laughs> think of it as lotion for those ashy elbows, but for your face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, so take care of your, your T zone uh with some hyaluronic acid. It's not acid, but it's good stuff, I guess. Uh yeah,
0: it's 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 good moisturizer.
2: Yes. Uh, the 21st of January brings us National Granola Bar Day. It is also Squirrel Appreciation Day. And January 21st, which is one of my new favorite days of the year, uh, it is National Hugging Day. Aww. It, you know I am a huge hugger. Um, so that is on January 21st. I celebrate every day, but uh, it's January 21st. Uh nice. National, National Polka Dot Day is on January 22nd. Uh, National Sanctity of Human Life Day. It's also Celebration of Life Day. National Blonde Brownie Day is on January 22nd. Uh, Nat- January 23rd brings us National Pie Day.
0: I had pie recently. Marie Callender's French apple.
3: Ooh. Did Mm you
2: have that with
0: cheese? (laughs) No. No, I didn't. I had it a la mode.
2: We've changed the podcast now. Welcome. Instead of the cheese podcast, it is cheese and pie podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're adding things as we go along. (laughs) Yes. But no, I love love pie. Um, January 23rd is also, I'm surprised she did not giggle on that. Uh, January 23rd. (laughs) January 23rd is also National Handwriting Day. If there is something that definitely is um, a lost art, it is someone with good handwriting. Because a lot of people nowadays, because it's not really necessarily taught in schools, a lot of you have handwriting that looks like a doctor. Nothing that's wrong
0: with the doctors, but.
2: I do have a question on
0: that one. So handwriting, do you consider handwriting, good handwriting, to be either printing and cursive? Because I know a lot of people don't know how to do cursive anymore. Or is it just, is it any kind of handwriting or is it just cursive? Because for a very long time in my life, if somebody was saying, you need to handwrite this, it was very much, you write this in cursive, not printing. Now, that's Uh, changed.
2: Here's here's the weird thing, because now as I'm reading this, it seems like they've kind of gone away from the actual type of writing. Uh, They're actually leaving it open to interpretation because they're saying that the best ways to celebrate it is to write more, whether it is writing um, out things instead of typing it, uh, because they encourage people to start a journal or send a handwritten letter or write a short story or a poem, or taking a calligraphy class, or leaving mm. little notes. So they've kind of established it out a little bit. Um, it was now that the motive is to promote the consumption of pens, pencils, and writing paper, because January 23rd is the birthday of John Hancock, who was the first person nice. to sign the Declaration of Independence. And they said here, is one type of handwriting better than another? So it says that both cursive and printed letters offer a variety of benefits. Both strengthen fine motor skills, but cursive is the stronger of the two. Printing is more widely used, however, as books, newspapers, forms, and websites all use a print or block form of a letter. It's also easier to read, which is why it's used in so many ways. And spacing occurs naturally between words when using cursive. Since each letter is separate in printing, sometimes words run longer or run together. So, hmm.
0: I still handwrite things, notes, little little posty notes that I stick on my uh, coworkers' desks every now and again. I send cards.
2: It's a lot. I know start, you I'll know
0: that you you. I know you've seen my cards.
2: Yep, i see it. <laughs> It's it's definitely a lost art. I don't think a lot of people they rely too much on like texting and typing out things now and they don't really go to writing. I think if you asked a few people for a week to write out a bunch of stuff, it would probably be the most that they've probably written that much in a while.
0: <laughs> right?
2: So, yeah. Um when we get around to January 24th, It is Library Shelfie Day. It's just the fourth Wednesday of January. (laughs) Um, Get it? Shelfie. Um, It it offers a unique opportunity for book lovers on that day. Um, So some collectors of books, oh, I'm going to love how you think about this one. But some collectors (laughs) of books tend to arrange their collections so that the spines can be admired pleasantly. Others have a system of organization that results in an alternative art form. However, your books are organized on the shelf. They're meant to be photographed and shared on social media. Uh, How do you arrange your books? Do you arrange them by color, height, thickness, width, or by book titles? Do you stack them artistically? Uh, Do you place the books in the order in which they're read? Uh, Do you rely on good old alphabetical order? Or how do you display your books?
0: A lot of that. Um, I am an avid book reader. Uh, I, I, I enjoy having a physical copy in my hand, but I do read books online, so it's not like I'm against that. Um, I have a couple of different bookshelves in my house. And on the smaller bookshelves, I have uh, series books, so they're in series order. And that is arranged artistically, either stacked or, you know, with the spine up and down. But it's in series order from left to right or top to bottom. Um, In my bedroom, I have a larger bookcase. And that is, oh, God, how is that? One shelf is by size. One shelf is alphabetical because it's all Dr. Seuss books. One shelf is, again, series. And there's a multiple series from the same author. So I just kind of put them in there, that order. I'm trying to go down the shelves in my brain because I'm not looking at it right now. Um, (laughs) One shelf is knickknacks. So that's just whatever. And then the bottom shelf is all of my yearbooks. So that's in chronological order. Hmm. And it's not just mine kiddos are on there too so like again still chronological order but, but yeah there's there's different ways I huh. should just use the Dewey decimal system and be done because nobody knows what that is and they'd never be able to find anything
2: <laughs> no that is <laughs> that is definitely a lost art because I don't think that I think if you went out and asked about um, 10 people um if they be the heard of it yes if they heard of it or if they you know are familiar with it I don't think that a lot of people would know <laughs> right so yeah and, is, and even then if you go by age group perhaps um maybe um yeah, maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, also uh, on that day, January 24th, it is National Peanut Butter Day. Uh, Beer Can Appreciation Day is on that day. Uh, National Compliment Day, something that a lot of people, some people do. Some people are horrible at it. <laughs> I'm horrible at accepting them. Yes, and some people were horrible at accepting them. I was going to get to that point. Uh, but um, yes, that is also on January 24th. And then when we get to next Thursday, that brings us to National Florida Day, which... <laughs> <laughs> you take that, they give us the and, best stories. Yeah, we have a few tonight. Uh, you can take that as... You <laughs> take <it. laughs> Um, it is National Opposite Day on January 25th it is also National Irish Coffee Day and Mm -hmm. then next Friday uh, just to give you a heads up it is National Big Wig Day and it's National Fun at Work Day
3: (laughs) okay
2: I'll, I'll leave the jokes for that. Um, so yeah, but that is the almanac. That is a look at the things that are coming up. I had a story here, um, which now I'm a little disappointed because I hate when you get like news stories from um, news sources and then the story kind of leaves out. And unfortunately now, I kind of have to throw that one by the wayside. So I can't do that one. But we'll go right into it. Was a, it was actually an odd story? I think it was um, it was going to be a part of the most interesting thing I had read uh, this week. But long story short, and I hate to kind of do it now because I don't have the full details. But it involved a robber uh, in Gary, Indiana, uh, who had robbed the store. Had come out of the store ran into somebody that he knew and then <laughs> they robbed him <laughs> not only robbed him of what he had stolen but also took uh articles of clothing from in his uh his wallet so, <gasps> <laughs> so that kind was kind of serves uh, you
0: right kind of thing but wow yeah, it was almost
2: like it was almost kind of like uh, not irony, way but, to go, uh, karma yeah, it was almost like karma uh, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> and now I'm sad I don't have the full details of that story. But uh, it was as soon as I read it, I was like, hmm, "If that's not karma, I don't know what is." Uh, right. So, yeah, that's what kind of happened. But uh, that leads us tonight because uh, one of the stories that broke today. Um, yeah, here in the, well, the reason why I wanted to discuss it is because when it broke, it was one of the things that I think it just serves one more time of, uh, one, uh, how old we all are getting, and two, uh, our use of particular things that we thought would pretty much always be here, or we just kind of didn't. Um, didn't think things would happen to it. But uh, if those of you who are familiar with the magazine – magazine, what's that? Uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, today came news that uh, the Sports Illustrated staff were informed by their publisher, uh, the Arena Group, that Arena's license to publish the magazine and associated digital sites have been revoked by the owner of Sports Illustrated Authentic Brands Group. Uh, the notice came in an email stating that, quote, we will be laying off staff that work on the SI brand, and the union responded with a post that the arena group is planning to lay off a significant number, possibly all of the guild-represented workers at SI. Uh, if you're also familiar with some of the things that have been happening with SI, um, there was some things that came out earlier this year that... Uh, Some stories allegedly uh, were AI generated and were not truthful Uh, with all this happening. They raise a lot of questions about the future of SI. Um, But just because arena no longer has rights to publish SI since they never owned the brand, but ran its media operations under license from authentic uh, after whatever transition period is laid out on their termination agreement. That doesn't mean that SI Sports Illustrated is dead as a publication. It's critical, uh, but they said this evening that this will not go dark. It's not an ideal situation in way you can cut it, but they're determined to protect and provide stewardship for the brand, and that includes making sure that the editorial arm continues to operate while partners are discussed and negotiations happen. Uh, that's not still clear for what happens with those currently employed there, but one of the things in where I'm kind of getting to this is that As I read about people who were making comments on this, it brought to mind one more time just how far we've come because there were people who in the comment section of the story were saying, I didn't know Sports Illustrated was still printing because at one point, Sports Illustrated went from a weekly magazine. uh, This person back in the 90s and 2000s, who you're listening to right now, had a subscription as well. Uh, went from that to bi-weekly to monthly. Uh, They still do their annual uh, SI Swimsuit issue, Um, but Sports Illustrated ceased being kind of almost like Playboy, really a force in the magazine subscription business. And a lot of people who were saying that, well, I no longer get things from a physical magazine, or paper anyway, everything I get now is online. So it brings the question tonight is that with things like this now happening in the last few years, does that mean that as we know it, is the world of magazines and newspapers dead, the physical editions of it? And is that a good thing? Um, I
0: don't know I don't about a good thing, it,
2: but a good thing or a bad thing. I'm gonna put it that way. That was the, the way I was gonna face Because is it a good thing or a bad thing? I yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's both. I mean, it's not good. It's not it's not great. Let, let, let's start with it's not great, but it's not awful i mean what they were doing what they were doing when they were printing when they were pub, when they were publishing or while they while they were printing let's do it that way um at least locally we get like like our papers are 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 weirdly specific you know, what I'm saying, and they they tend to like their their subscriptions end up going getting to be a little too. What's the word?
2: What am I trying to
0: say? Yeah, but then it wasn't. I wasn't getting what it wasn't worth what they were charging. I guess that's where I was at. It wasn't worth what they were charging, and and that kind of sucks that it wasn't worth it.
3: Hmm.
0: You know, because it's like, okay, well, that was a really good magazine when I could read it and it actually had, you know, like articles that I wanted to read. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think I think that there's, there's definitely things that need to change, but I don't know that, that losing print like that is a good thing.
2: I am of the old school where I still love to get a newspaper where I still will occasionally if I am traveling I mean I don't really have a chance to because stores now don't really have them at the front you know when you used to here in the US and for our friends around the world I'm not sure how it works but here in the US one of the things that I used to be used to was if you were grocery shopping when you got to the front of the store you had a ton of magazines. <laughs> uh, whether they were your entertainment reports like people or entertainment weekly or your family circle for your comic books, uh or you had uh your national enquirers, you know, your your <laughs> call the dirt sheets, uh where you had those things And every once in a while, you bought one because you wanted something physical to read, whether you were traveling or whether you were at home and you had that free time and you needed sort of some reading entertainment, even something for the bathroom. (laughs) You know, and to me, it's a bad thing. It's also a sad thing because it is a slow death of, in a lot of ways, and I've seen this happening for some time, of to me, the physical sense of the paper or the physical sense of the magazine, it kind of leads into a slow death of journalism overall. Now I know a lot of people are gonna have hot takes on journalism and be like, Well, who's dead anyway? And people slant it and blah, 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 blah. blah. You can have that opinion, and we can discuss that for another day. But there was something about the whole thing of actually having, like,
0: a written
2: or a, quote, catalog that you could physically go and buy or subscribe to. It came in the mail. You looked forward to that. You know, when I had, you know, Sports Illustrated and something big happened, I looked forward to seeing, like, the photos because they had, like, wonderful photos. Uh, their photo library, which is probably one of the best out of any magazine, probably in the last 50 years, not counting Time and a couple of other publications. But you looked forward to seeing that, or you know, reading about future athletes or things that were going on, because at that time they had such a um, a wide uh, range of great journalists working there. And I liked the. It's kind of like with newspapers. A lot of it now is online. It doesn't feel the same because, granted, yes, I'm on my iPad. I'm on my tablet, but there's something about a tablet compared to an actual newspaper that I prefer the newspaper. Mm-hmm. You when know, I was on the go, you know. I don't want to have like my tablet because that, of course, requires a good internet connection. I know people are like, well, you can download it. Eh, Still something about being on a public transportation with your iPad in your hand that just doesn't seem wholesome to me. And I just can't, you know, as we get into this society where we are dealing less and less with a physical copy of something, uh, you know, I think all the way back to the beginning of time and Was that the Gutenberg Bible that really was like the first of printing? You know, do you really want something like that going on just online only? You know, what would happen if we got rid of all of these things? What would happen if we got rid of books? You know, physical books. You know, there was a whole thing of going to the library and enjoying getting a book, bring it with you, or you could take it on the go. And now, you know, we've become so adapted to putting things online or charging ridiculous amounts, you know, it gave you a freedom to, uh, I guess, you know, subscribe. And I guess a little bit of that too is unfortunately the cost of things because as time went on, stuff got expensive. You had to, you know, pay a little bit more on the subscription cost, you know, and you know, that $20, I remember the sports Illustrated back in the day, I think I paid like $20 for like six months. (laughs) That's probably different now. Um, But, you know, getting that issue of time, getting that issue of that, you had like this, you know, these physical copies in your hand that you know would never go away and was there. And online just seems cold. It's almost kind of like, you know, we talk about now with the, uh, uh, with restaurants and how everything's so automated, and, you know, outside you order through, you know, this device and it brings you, you know, your food. And the inside restaurant experience was what you used to look forward to. And now a lot of those places are going away because it's all on the go. And it's kind of like it takes away. It's every little bit of that kind of takes away a little bit of I think uh, what we're used to. Uh, maybe it's the journalist in me. Uh, but this is a sad day when you hear about that happening to SI because a great magazine like that shouldn't have gone through the hands that it went through that dropped the ball Um, the same will be said people are like oh it's Playboy he's going to say it, the same was said of Playboy Uh, they failed to pick up with the times and yes I will tell you Playboy actually had a lot of great writers and articles, and sometimes it just wasn't about the pictures. Pictures was probably half of what that magazine, or a little bit more than half of what the magazine was about. Sometimes it was the interesting articles and other cover stories that they had in there was what made you, you know, read it. You know, anybody can go through pictures. But the articles were and I know it was always a long running joke about the articles, but the articles were actually really good if you actually read them. <laughs> <laughs> and in college, um, I'm not sure if Mary ever took the classes, but we actually had a professor who worked at Playboy. Um who was a great writer. And you know, it, it just is one of those things where it's just a lost art now with... You know, I think the last time I traveled, I stopped at the newsstand at the airport, and I actually bought a paper. I was so excited, I actually bought a paper and you know, bought a magazine to read on the flight. You know, Stuff that I don't get a chance to do that often, but the fact that it was there was comforting. The fact that stuff like this is disappearing is disturbing. And I don't know. I could be an old fogey, call it what you want, but um, yeah, I'm just... <laughs> It's sad, it's very sad, mm. so.
0: and i could I can understand that, and I could see that why that would be something that would be a bad thing i i just i don't i don't I don't know what would make it better. does that make sense, yeah Yeah, I just don't have an idea of what would make it better.
2: <laughs> I don't know either. And unfortunately, time is running out. And I think we're going to get to a point where just like the CDs, and DVDs that are disappearing off the shelves of stores, uh, you're seeing the same thing with magazines and newspapers. And It would not even be shocked if down the line, if books were probably next. Um, so we'll see but definitely uh, we'll keep an eye on it and if anything kind of becomes of that we'll definitely tell you Uh, I didn't think we were going to go this far into it I didn't think I was going to have a 10 minute rant on books and other things but uh, that (laughs) brings us tonight to Retro Moment of the Week tonight so here's the thing Um, uh, we've got because it's Dolly Parton's birthday. We've got a retro Dolly commercial um, that we hope you enjoy. And um, right now, I have I have three, but I'm only going to do two for this break. I'm going to save one for later on in the show here. Um, but for our friends that are way, way, way around the globe, um, hopefully a familiar... Uh, Well, a familiar voice, a familiar voice that was big in the 80s. This ad is from 40 years ago. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it. But we'll have those two retro moments coming up. Uh, But on the other side, who would turn down $100 million? I'll tell you who did that. Um, (laughs) And would you be in the same boat as this person? I have a very odd feeling that Mary is going to say that she probably would have turned out $100 million too, if you were asked to do what this person was asked to do. Um, and then – I see the look on her face right now. And then we'll have a little bit of yay or nay. We'll take a look at what's trending, and we'll do a little bit of After Dark. So um, thank you for being with us on this Friday night. This is page one with Lahar and Mary, and we'll be right back after these quick words.
1: G'day. Thought I might be able to see America from up here. It's just across the Pacific, you know. Hello. Looks like a boatload of your countrymen coming in there now. Right? And a plane load. Better fill the icebox and fire up the barbie. Of course, Aussies like to make you feel at home. G'day, viewers. I've just been telling the Yanks how Australia is the best place for a holiday and the friendliest place on earth. The beaches are crisp and clean, the beer's cold and there's plenty of shrimps on the bar. The least we can do is make sure everyone's smiling. I'm not asking you to rent out the spare bedroom or anything, just splash the pearly whites and say g'day to a visitor.
3: G'day. G'day. G'day.
1: G'day. Come on, don't make a liar out of me. When you're in the Smokies, come on out to Dollywood. We're sliding down a mountain. Makes you feel real good. It's a magic place
3: to fill with family fun. Splashing down together on a raft and a river run. Learn about the crafting skills. Sit down to home, for a meal. See how good the music makes you feel. Get away to Dollywood. It's home. Fun, fun. In the heart of the Smokies, Pigeon
1: Forge, Tennessee. listening to Page 1. Page 1 with Lavar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary.
2: go back to Page One with area This Friday night, January nineteenth. Uh, of course, that was Dolly Parton uh, singing for Dollywood, which a lot of people still go to. They actually, uh, I, I've seen a few videos online a lot of people who've gone, and some people actually enjoy it. Um, have you been?
0: I have not. I I have not been to Dollywood. That's my bad. But, you know, hey, whatever. We'll
2: get there eventually. And then, of course, uh, for our friends in Australia, uh, that was Paul Hogan, a.k.a. Crocodile Dundee, um, trying to get us shanks to be going to Australia for some on to Bobby.
0: <laughs> that was awful.
2: I think it was good.
3: That was an <laughs> awful accent. <laughs> oh.
2: I will leave that up to our friends in Australia to judge. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you were offered $100 million out the box, mm-hmm. would it be hard to turn it down?
3: hmm
2: <laughs> Well... Someone has turned it down. Uh, Snoop Dogg, according to TMZ, said that OnlyFans recently came to him with a $100 million offer to show off the family jewels, but his wife was not ready to share uh, that with the public, not even for nine figures. Uh, the legendary rap star who's been married for 27 years uh, and told uh, his friend uh, Slink Johnson on his Wake and Bake with SS Express podcast that OnlyFans had one simple request that if he showed it the $100 would be all his. Uh, he reminded Slink that his wife, Shantae Brodus who also doubles as his manager uh, said that no amount of money would green light uh, that happening to a lot. So $100 million a ton of pretty pennies uh, and Slink seemed determined to figure out some kind of workaround for Snoop to make the big reveal and get the dough. But as of now, Snoop and Shante are clear that you won't be seeing these uh, uh, you know. <laughs> um, I thought with, you'd say it, but alright. Nope, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> it was really good. Um, but if the good folks at OnlyFans came to you with a $100 million offer. Would you do it?
0: Not, no. No, that, yeah. that, that, it would be hard. I'm not going to sit here and say that it would not be tempting. It would be very tempting, but no. No, because there's, there's, not even 100000000 like, million. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Wow. No, because I'd have to face my family.
2: (laughs) 100 million, you don't got to.
0: (laughs) No. No, I do.
2: (laughs) You can pay somebody to face.
0: (laughs) Not for, no. That's, that's, no. Like, I have a lot of respect for the people that do that for a living. Like that's their bread and butter, and you know, much respect to them. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but I'm no, nah, I don't. That's not something I just share, you know. Oh. I guess this is where I'm at. Interesting.
2: Hundred million. I say, this isn't like I'm not part. saying
0: that it wouldn't be hard. It would be very hard. I would I it would I would struggle with that decision absolutely. But would yeah,
2: what if they doubled
0: it? See, that's what I'm saying. It, I would struggle with that. If that was something that I could absolutely tangibly have, yeah, I might sell my soul to the double for that one. <sighs> it'd be tough. It'd be, it'd be very tough.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Um, I had a feeling you would say no. Um,
0: And again, like I said, it would be hard. It would be a very hard decision. It would be reminiscent of that decision that you make for like, what is it? The, the one that, uh, Demi Moore was in Mm -hmm. that it'd be reminiscent of that kind of decision and it would be hard it would be a hard decision to make I guess would be the best way of
2: putting it I don't know man 100 mil (laughs) that is a lot of money I would, I kind of am going to go on the opposite. I will probably say I probably would for $100 million. Really? Yes. That's surprising. $100 million?
0: <laughs> And you'd send out the family jewels for $100 million.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. $100 million. I'll, I'll face family. Because what's the, here's the thing. Family's not going to go on OnlyFans to see you next <laughs> They'll hear about it. I'm pretty sure some people will try to show them the picture, but they're probably not gonna wanna see it. And at that point if they're determined not to see it, they're gonna try very hard not to see it. I think they will understand if you were off like it it's not like I'm going into it and nobody's offered me anything. You know, like like nobody said, Hey, you just go and do it on your own. But a hundred million—that is a life-changing thing. That I, hey man, if you don't like it, we don't got to talk. <laughs> 100, million, okay. no, $100 and that's, 100 million.
0: that's understandable. A hundred percent. Like I said, it would be a hard decision, at least for me to make.
2: Like, like if somebody come along and say, "I'll give you ten dollars," or "I'll give you a hundred dollars." I am like, "Heck no, get out of here!" A hundred million—that's a hundred million different reasons to. I I, I I give you credit for standing by your morals. <laughs> hundred million though, I don't think I'm going to really worry about what family thinks because, no matter what they think, I still got a hundred base.
0: And again, like I said, that would be probably the hardest decision I would ever have to make. Right.
2: So yes. So. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in what other people were thinking out there, and if they think that uh, 400 million would they do it? Um, but Snoop didn't. Uh, I, I still think that that's quite an amount for OnlyFans to offer someone, especially like you know the last person I'm thinking that they would offer 100 million to would be Snoop. But nothing against Snoop, love Snoop, but why Snoop? Why would you offer it to him? I would think that they would try to offer $100 million to, like, say someone who you know would probably never, ever do it and who people would probably want to see do that. Like, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I would understand if OnlyFans offered Billie Eilish that and said, hey, Billie, we're going to give you $100 million if you just strip naked and go all the fans for hundred mil. And then she would probably be like, nope. Um, or if it was, I'm trying to think of somebody else who nobody has like never really seen that way and that people like back in the day. Remember, because <laughs> I think it was even a joke on friends. Remember back in the day in the 90s when the hottest person on the planet was on a with a tennis player? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were like, oh, there you got naked pictures of Anakonikova. Actually, it was a running joke. Um, uh, I think it was that the episode where Ross was in, uh, he was about to make a speech, and um, Chandler opened up his laptop to check his email, and he clicked on a link which said naked pictures of Anakonikova, and it was a virus, and it wiped out all of Ross's speech. <laughs> you know, back then... People were like, like clamoring to have her pose for something when she did a. Uh, I remember she did a calendar. They were like, "Oh, she's not new. And, you know, it was like that was the one thing that people were using as uh, to get you to open up bad viruses on computers back then, With the promise of that. And when it didn't happen, it was like everybody knew she never would pose, and people, I think, even Playboy, I think at one point had offered a lot of money, but when it didn't happen. Then it was pretty much like, oh, okay. You know? So, yeah. 100 mil is a lot of money. I don't know if I, yeah. <laughs> I know I would. Um, but it's either here nor there. They didn't offer me anything. <laughs> <laughs> to the yay or nay files here, just a couple of quick things tonight. One was an odd story. This from South Haven, Mississippi. A Mississippi mother claims their seven-year-old son was written up because he said Jesus Christ at school earlier this year. Shada Coleman, who's a resident in South Haven, said that she received a phone call from her child's first grade teacher, who reported that he, quote, said a bad word after dropping his Lego toys. Her son was also sent home with a document titled, Parent Notice of Disciplinary Incident. Uh, Coleman told the Fox affiliate there that, I was shocked and surprised Uh, she actually sent it home. According to the form, the reason for the notice was unacceptable language. Other boxes were checkmarked on the form, including had conference with student and telephone parent. The mother uploaded the document to Facebook, which has since garnered thousands of reactions and comments, one saying that he's a first grader. Uh, Another one said it's kind of unfair that he didn't get a warning and went straight to a write-up. She added, I understood if he did it a second time and then you write him up. Uh, the Fox affiliate reached out to the DeSoto County School District for a statement, and they said that DeSoto County students would not be reprimanded for simply saying Jesus Christ, uh, but added, it is possible that a student could be corrected for a disrespectful use of Jesus Christ's name. She said that he didn't get a warning, he got a talking to, and she called me, and they put a note out there. This type of stuff follows a kid in their record. Uh, Yay or nay to the school... For ready to discipline for
0: Jesus Christ, like come on, come on, people, (laughs) like seriously, yeah, no, it's a nay, like no, (laughs) don't don't what, no, what are you doing?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a nay here. I, I think that's just I know. Once again, nothing against Mississippi. <laughs> I guess when you're in that Bible Belt, they're going to take it a lot more serious. I, I, like, it would be different if the kid uh, added a few other words along with Jesus Christ. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> MF or Jesus Christ, maybe?
2: Right. But if he just said Jesus Christ you like that, yeah, okay, you have a talking to with the kid if you're offended by that and correct them, and you move on. No point in putting something like a write-up, because they it seem like he did something horrible. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> exactly.
0: Come on. like.
2: It's insane. It's dumb. Yes. Uh, also, for the A&A files, Applebee's, they're offering a weekly date night pass for $200 that includes up to $30 in food per week for a year. Uh, the passes went on sale this past Monday. Uh, there was only a limited number available, according to the restaurant. The date night pass gives up to a $30 discount of food, and non-alcoholic drinks 52 times between February 1st of this year and January 31st of 2025. The pass can only be used once per 24-hour period. Uh, simply present your Applebee's date night pass to your server when placing your order for dine-in, uh, according to the website. Passes can also be redeemed for online orders using a promo code in the back of the pass. However, the code can't be used on third-party delivery orders. Uh, the pass can be redeemed at uh, Applebee's locations nationwide, except for 16 stores. Uh, they say that the date night passes are value up to $1,500. Uh, yay or nay to having a pass for some Applebee's uh, for 52 weeks a year? <laughs> Okay, Um, there's
0: a, I mean, nice for them to have that, bravo, Um, I guess, uh, if you really like Applebee's, but in this family, we call it crapplebee's, and there's a reason, so, I mean, take it as you will.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say any restaurant, you know, people, there are Applebee's lovers out there, so any restaurant, I'd say it's always if you get over and have like a deal and it's not that much, I'm going to say yay. So uh, I'm not going to knock it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've been there for some drinks. Uh, if you go to a good I, I, one.
0: I have as well. <laughs> I have as well. But yeah.
2: yeah. I'm not going to knock it. I'm going to knock it. Uh, by the way, I was able to pull it up through other sources about that story that I was telling you about. This from Gary, Indiana, uh, earlier about the most interesting story. Uh, police said that they responded over the weekend to a report of a robbery, only to learn that the alleged victim had been shoplifting when made to surrender the stolen items to an armed man who went on to steal his coat and cell phone as well. Jerry Police said they were called uh, on Saturday uh, to uh, where a 35-year-old man had been shoplifting from the Family Dollar store nearby when he was confronted by a teller, but managed to flee. The man then saw another man that he knew, who allegedly demanded at gunpoint that he give him the stolen items to be returned. When he turned the items over, the gunman allegedly stole his coat and phone. The suspect fled in a tan Chevy Impala. Police are still on the lookout for the robber. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) So there you go. Um, taking a look at what's trending tonight. It's Friday night, so, of course, there are a lot of things sports and wrestling related. Uh, SmackDown uh, is trending. Uh, That happened tonight. Uh, The Boston Celtics are trending. Uh, They played the Denver Nuggets, and what some were saying was a uh, preview, possibly, of the NBA Finals in June. Uh, Tim Scott is trending from the politics side, uh, as Senator Tim Scott uh, has officially um, endorsed former President Donald Trump. Um, That is breaking tonight. Ohio State, because I know Mary does not want to hear about this, is trending (laughs) tonight. Um, Seems like they are... um, kind of going all out here in regards to commitment because there is um, a lot of news coming out that they might have landed the best safety in college football, Khalid Downs from University of Alabama um, who might be the number one player in the portal Uh, and there's a couple of other players who they have gotten out of the portal as well and it looks like they are reloading and will probably be a heavy favorite to win a national title next year. I think anything they else?
0: need to, because otherwise, <laughs> you know, Michigan fans are going to be rubbing that in their faces. <laughs>
2: yep.
0: I um, will be them.
2: Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sports Illustrated this, Trinity, tonight. We talked to you about why that has happened. Um, Josh Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder is trending tonight for all the wrong reasons. Uh, It looks like uh, his case that the uh, NBA was not going to pursue uh, the charges that he dated an underage girl. Um, And so, the irony of all of that was tonight, the Oklahoma City... like Things could go wrong. The organization... Uh, went to a high school for one of their other players, for Chet Holmgren, who was having his jersey retired tonight. Almost the entire Oklahoma City Thunder organization pulled up to uh Miniaha Academy in Minnesota for that. The one player uh, that was not there with them? Josh D. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably yeah. the idea.
2: Yeah, probably the best idea. (laughs) So, yeah, so those were some of the things that were trending tonight. Um, I don't know why... Yeah, I'm not even going to go into why this other thing is trending tonight. I'm not even going to look at that. So, that's what's trending tonight. Um, (laughs) Coming up... (laughs) Yeah, I, I looked at it. I was, said
0: that, that, was, that was probably the most amazing.
2: <laughs> right, I looked at it. And it yeah, made no sense. we're not going to talk about. That. I, I wanted to say it, but I'm just like it made no sense. So, I'm not even going to go into it or even start it. So, yeah, we'll just let it. Uh, with that, coming up in just a couple of moments here, uh, we will have our after dark segment. So, uh, as always, if you are listening and you have little ones in the room. Uh, we will advise that after this short little break, uh, we will be back with after dark. So, um, if you don't want them listening to things that could be of a frank and explicit nature, uh, listener discretion is advised. So you have your warning and now you have about one minute to get your little kitties off to somewhere as we give you one additional retro moment of the week And we'll be right back with After Dark here on page one with Lavar and Mary for this Friday night, January 19th. We'll be right back.
1: If you have high blood pressure, here are good reasons to stay on your medication. You know, there are people around who need you so They shower you with love just to let you know. This is Lou Rawls saying, don't let high blood pressure lead to a stroke, kidney, or heart failure. Treat it and live. Stay on your daily medication. If not for yourself, for them. Do it for the loved ones in your life. A public service of this station and the Advertising Council.
2: Welcome back. I guess there's no better way to tell you to just do it by having Lou Rawls tell you <laughs> You know what? One of the things I always say is I think one of the most underrated singers, um, if you have a list of underrated singers, Lou Ross was one of those. You know, we talk about the, you know, he didn't have a lot of hits like other people did, you know, but Lou had the voice. Uh, Chicago's on Lou Ross. But uh, he never really had the, uh, I guess, the, the, push that a lot of other people had. Uh, you know, everybody thinks about either Barry White or, you know, they'll <laughs> think of Isaac Hayes and you know, like Lou had a nice little baritone go in there, but yes, we Lou all... um, Rawls. So, after Dark Segment tonight, this article we didn't get a chance to really talk about or discuss toward the end of 2023, um, but a list was out I I don't think I'm ever surprised at what people wonder about or what their questions are, but it sometimes makes me wonder that in a world in which we have so much information at our fingertips, how we still kind of don't know, but Mm -hmm. the most Googled sex questions of 2023 were revealed. And I guess, you know, as they said, how on earth did the human population ever survive without Google? Um, but um, it says here, you know, you could do everything from, you know, figuring out, you know, where to drive to, uh, then uh, other things. But, um, you know, us back in the day. You know, We used to go to the encyclopedia or have to wait for a sex ed class uh, to kind of get answers on particular things. But if you have a bit more of a naughty question or something that was totally embarrassing, thankfully these days all we need to do is whip out our trusty devices and ask any question that was on our mind without fear of judgment or ridicule, uh, as, (laughs) as long as you're not doing it in public spots where people can see what you're doing. But Google revealed the search engine's top questions that people had about sex in 2023, and the results may surprise you. Uh, The most Googled sex question of 2023 was, what is the speed bump position?
3: Okay.
2: (laughs) Sounding more like something that happens on the streets than between the seats, the term was actually popularized after a contestant on Love Island bought it up in the series. Uh, fans were left dumbfounded after reality star Tom Clare revealed that it was his favorite sex position earlier this year, causing a surge of people looking up how to do it at home. Um, while the article in itself wouldn't go into too many details, the position involves having a pillow placed under a person's hips as they lie face down, hence the speed bump name. Um, after clearing all that up, and maybe even as a result of trying the position itself. The second most Google question was from people desperate to know whether it was okay to have sex during pregnancy. Um, According to the experts, it's totally safe, although it may be uncomfortable the closest someone is to giving birth. Um, If the pregnancy is going smoothly, it's safe to have sex and orgasm while you're pregnant, according to the Australian parenting website Raising Children. Um, Searches for the meaning of, quote, sex positivity came in third, while people asking why they might be bleeding after sex was the fourth most asked question. According to experts, uh, not getting too much into that, but uh, it explains why. Uh, others wanted to know how many dates they should go on before having sex with someone, while some fitness junkies wanted to know how many calories they burned during intercourse. Spoiler alert, it's about 100 calories. Uh, one of the most popular questions people wanted to know actually had nothing to do with their own sex lives or anything about their bodies. Uh, some simply asked something most of us have probably never considered at any point in our lives until that very moment. Some even asked the question, how do fish have sex? Um, the article went on to state in a bad way that uh, they won't spoil the surprise, but just know that the answer, C, prize you. but are you, are you surprised that there are a lot of people who still quote don't know about some of the most basic things when it comes to that?
0: No, actually, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised even in the slightest because that's the first thing I said to. And I mean, I'm sure Kiddo's going to love this, but I tell the story enough, so she's going to have to get over it. Um, that's the first thing I said to Kiddo when. She became close to the age of being curious about that. Um, That was, I straight up said, I want you to come to me if you've got questions. And you're going to have questions. And I want, I, you know, not to say anything, but kind of done it before. Throwing that out there because, you know, hey, you're here. (laughs) Obviously, something happened um but yeah i'm not actually surprised about it i'm i'm it doesn't feel like there people are getting enough information
2: the what does that
0: feel like in the maybe they're just not getting enough of the right information i don't know
2: I, i so where should people go for I mean is it a I guess a good thing that people are going to social media or to Google for that?
0: I don't know about good, but at least they're getting information. Uh, I would rather have them <laughs> I would rather have that. Like this is what I said to kiddo. Like don't don't ask your don't ask your dumb friends. Like <laughs> I, I I I love them. They're they're wonderful people. They dumb, I've done it, I know it, and if I don't know it or I haven't done it, then I know people who have or people that have access to people who have so like let's let's take the stigma out of it and come talk to the adults here, okay, um when we were growing up, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a very small town, so it was it was farm animals and dumb luck, you know. <laughs> I don't ask. think I want to
2: know about. I don't think I want to know about the farm animals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Watching, not you. Well, I can't. Maybe that's why we have so many fairies in this generation. Anyway, um, no. I just I. I'm happy that people are asking the questions that they need to ask. Um, I'm happy that they have a place to ask it. That they're not as embarrassed to ask. As, I, I know I wasn't going up to my parents and going so. um, what is a motorboat? I know that's tame, but like I'm trying to think of something and that's not. Hmm, well, no, it's after dark. You know what? What's but sex? You know what? 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 What does that entail? You know, I'm not gonna go ask my parents that. I was the queen of denial. My parents had sex three times, and that was to get pregnant, and that was it. Like they did not have. They did not have sex. Um, But, no, I'm glad that there's a place that people can feel comfortable to ask those questions. I don't know if Google's the right spot, but at least it's something. It's better than nothing, isn't it? I mean, what do you think?
2: I I think, you know, I'm kind of torn. I feel that Google is – if your child's going to go somewhere – And they're going to look – because in this world now, this is different. We didn't have Google, you or I, growing up to answer those questions. Um, The world now, there's so much that is seen only because of, quote, the Internet and stuff that's out there. But yet, once again, the good and bad of the Internet – Is that for everything bad that people see, if there's a question, somewhere, someone has an educated answer. If you want to know especially about protection or ways not to uh, get pregnant or other things like that, there are a million different sites and a million different things that will pop up that will help you. It's stuff like that. That even as a parent, if your child didn't feel comfortable coming to you, at least you could take solace in knowing that it's online. Which is why, in a way, I'm not going to down the Internet and be like, oh, it's bad. It just encourages you know, kids to do that. No, it doesn't. The only thing that the Internet does at times is that it makes you think and it gives you an option. Because it will say, it doesn't tell you hey, go out and have premarital sex and do this and get pregnant at like 15 years old. It doesn't tell you that. It tells you, hey, if you do that, this is the consequences. This is what happens. And from seeing that online, and like I said, the schools have changed now. Um, you know, it, it is... A lot of them have, I'm not sure if they still have sex ed. I don't know, depending on where. If you're in a Bible Belt, you probably don't. Uh, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I would much rather have the internet there to answer that question or to answer those questions that people feel afraid to ask than to not have the internet there. And people assume or do something wrong without searching and having the question answered if that makes sense
0: a hundred percent that's what i'm saying <laughs>
2: don't
0: don't ask your stupid friends
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely don't do come that come
0: see come see me i know that sounds wrong but
2: it it did when i didn't say anything
0: <laughs> and that and that's i know that's a rude thing to say to some people but it, it really and that again LeVar knows this, and I'm, I'm sure that if there were any of the mermaids that were, were listening, they know this as well. I absolutely love these, the mermaids. They are my other kids. If they came to me and said, hey, I have a question about something, first asking, like my first reaction would be, let me double check that it's okay that I answer these questions for you. but And that it's a safe thing that we're talking about. But yeah, I will answer any question you need answered, you know hmm. if I can provide that answer to you so they are they are they're my they're my more more kids i they're they're my kids the The issue comes in that I also know as much as they are my kids. I was a teenager once I remember what it was like uh-uh. Oh, we were dumb. We were dumb. And that's okay. It's a hundred percent okay that we were dumb. <laughs> but I'm glad that there's answers out there for people now. And in a safer environment where people aren't as self conscious,
2: I guess. I'm guessing man. It, it it's <sighs> Yeah. I agree. It's it's kind of like, you know, like you said, there are a lot of people who, and this, this is what amazes me about today's society. We're open about a lot of other different stuff, but still as a society when it comes to sex, people still are very private and mm-hmm. very, um, what's the word I want to use? They're very... Um, Uh, Yeah, they're like introverts when it comes to that.
0: Right.
2: Yet we're open about everything else. We'll talk about our politics. We'll talk about, you know, our personal lives, you know, up until when it gets to the bedroom door and then all of a sudden we shy away from it, don't want to hear about it. Yet that's how we got here. And it's like that still amazes me to this day. You know, I know that there is a fine line because you don't want to – Um, put that out there for younger eyes to see. But when it comes now, because it's such a society in which this stuff, I mean, there's like eight year olds that know the lyrics to Pound Town better than (laughs) older people. Right. And questions are going to arise from that. So, you know, you see a video with somebody wearing, you know, booty shorts and talking about this and that and when you got Bongo's uh, The Song and when you got you know uh, WAP and all this other different stuff now from that comes a million different questions so yes you know people are going to have questions about it Um, and it's, it's that's the one thing I'm thankful for social media because at least it will answer it the only bad part to that, though, where I add the asterisk, is that there's so many other sub-topics and sub-answers that if you're not smart enough about plunking out the right answer, you're going to get confused. Oh, if yeah.
0: Or you might so, get misinformation, too. You, it, depending on who you're talking to, mm-hmm. you could be talking to somebody that has, again, they're, they're your stupid friends. The, uh, I, just because it's on the internet doesn't make it true, you know. Abraham Lincoln said that, so it, it's one of those. Was
2: <laughs> you know. that quote around the time that he put that on uh, Wikipedia?
0: Yeah, he put it on Wikipedia. I think he was a. Uh, it was his. Uh, it was his quote on his Tinder profile. Um, no, it just it's one of those things where you have to be just because it's out there doesn't mean that it's true so you have to also be diligent about what you're saying you know you can't necessarily I don't want to say that you can't believe it but then you also have to be ready to question it I guess is what it is go and verify your facts yes
2: yes Um, (laughs) verify and actually do your research. So that was the most important things that I know that we could probably take away from that. Um, We're coming up on a couple of weeks from now from Valentine's Day. Not Valentine's, Valentine's Day. (laughs) And if you're desperate for a date this Valentine's Day, you're not alone. But it could actually destroy your chance at finding lasting love. Uh, Singletons are swiping on dating apps at increased rates in the lead-up to February 14th, and a new trend known as avalanching. You'll hear a lot about this here in the next next few weeks. The practice practice sees love-lord people throw out their regular dating non-negotiables, age and location, so that they can secure a companion before the most romantic day of the year. But while trying to get as many matches as possible doesn't necessarily sound like a bad thing, one expert says that avalanching means that you're more likely to settle for someone's subpar and that they won't make a long-term match. Uh, according to uh, dating expert Sylvia Linsalone, uh she told Indie 100 on Friday that the spike in January swiping is a natural response to societal expectations and the desire for companionship during a season focused on love. Being single and Valentine's Day can be quite a disheartening time for some, especially if you're surrounded by loved-up friends who are eagerly making plans about fancy dinners and romantic giveaways. And a recent poll of 800 single people found a staggering 79% admitted to swiping with more frequency on dating apps during the month of January. Half of all respondents admitted to being less fussy about the people that they subsequently <laughs> started a chat with on the apps. And They're also warning that a lot of single people are against engaging in too many chats on such apps, saying that it's often fruitless in the search for a proper companion. Uh, These days, dating apps have become just another form of social media with extensive messaging and comparatively little face-to-face contact, according to uh, the expert. Instead, they advise people to embrace, quote, intentional dating, whereby they don't throw their non-negotiables out the window. Uh, they said it's time to switch these two around and focus on real life meets instead of so if you really want to make a change in your love life in 2024. Um, if someone was looking and it really depended on their mood being or setting up their mood as being good for a good chunk of the year and having someone by Valentine's Day. Is avalanche really a bad thing after all, or are we kind of just uh, overreacting?
0: I, I mean, I don't... I, let's back up. <laughs> I think that if you are so desperate that you are... Not desperate, that's not the right thing to say. Um, if you are having issue. With finding that special someone maybe it's not the app that you should be swiping left off or right or whatever maybe it's something that you should be looking in the mirror for and I don't want to be I am not I am guilty of the same thing that's where I'm going with this I'm guilty of this and I spent a very long time trying to look at myself and make sure that I had my house in order. Um, And because of that, I'm in a more fulfilling relationship than I think I would have had, had I not put my house in order. I know how to express what my non-negotiables are, where my boundaries are and be able to have a healthy and respectful relationship with somebody. Does that come with time? Maybe. Is that something that is because I'm older? Possibly. But I do know that if you're not going to look in the mirror and be able to put yourself out there and and say, yes, these are the things that I, like these are my boundaries. These are my non-negotiables. These are the things that I want out of life and out of myself. I don't think that you should be going out there and finding that person by just throwing as many things as you can to the wall to see what sticks. And for many years, honestly, for many years, my friends and I had the, um, uh, all the single ladies, we called it all the single ladies, but it, it, it could have been anybody, but it was, if you're single and you don't have a Valentine's day, you know, date, you get to come sit with us and we get to have dinner. Now, granted, that group started out a lot bigger, and it got smaller as the years went by, but it was still fun.
2: <laughs> Did you put your hands up?
0: Uh, Yes. I always up put my spot. hands up. <laughs> I always put my hands up. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I think. and Maybe that's a little harsh, and maybe I'm getting old and crotchety, but that's what I think.
2: Uh yes it's almost to the point of where you're saying that and I agree like you're just throwing something against the wall um and hoping that it sticks and it's a dangerous thing because it's kind of like the whole thing of where people say you know like I'm going out here and I'm looking for this 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 that and when people used to always tell you that the minute that you stop looking and you're not like trying to deliberately look so hard that's when it will find you um It's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And it is, um, I don't think that it's beneficial unless, because at this point, if you're doing avalanching and you're just doing that, you're pretty much just looking at that point for a quick hookup. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. that you can say and tell your friends. I mean, we're not judging. I mean, if you're doing that, then by all means know that throwing out your, um, Your non-negotiables is what you're pretty much relating to is that I don't care as long as there's a warm body there on Valentine's Day. You're going to get what you get. And it could still be an empty feeling because you really didn't get what you wanted. So, uh, you know, as I get older and life gets more shorter, and I think we've talked about this before, I think I've said it. It's come to a point now where I will tell people, you know, you do you, (laughs) but know that if you take the shortcut route and you don't go the long route of what you were doing to get to what you wanted, you're going to get what you get. (laughs) So in knowing that, know that if you try to do the short-term route, you're just going to get someone that could be there for Valentine's Day, but probably not for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, I was
0: gonna, You're being very nice. I was going to say might not be there February 15th. Right. That
2: too. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Um, but yes, that is what could possibly happen. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but yes, avalanche, if that's what your end result is, then that's what's going to happen. So uh, I want to get through this other last story before we kind of get to it, which was also on the uh, after dark beat. But <laughs> this article was the seven biggest mistakes that you can make right after sex. <laughs> According to the article, they said they, laughing is well, one of them. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you can call them the seven <laughs> deadly sins. The intimacy coach says that moment, the moments after sex are just as important as the act itself. And she's sharing the seven things a person should never do post-coitus. Um, Holly Robinson, no relation to the actress, who runs the online Surrender with Holly Sex and Intimacy classes, dished her, uh, her list in an interview with The Sun last week. She says that the energy transfer created in sex continues well after sex is finished. Uh, saying that one wrong move could ruin the entire erotic experience for a partner. <laughs> um, the list of no-nos following the big O, one of well, the first things was no negativity. She says that the moments after sex are a space to share what you loved about it, not what you would like to be different, saying sex critiques should not be offered immediately after the act. This is your space to share what you love. Save the rest for another time. Okay. All right. No more naughty names. In the throes of passion, a sex participant might enjoy dirty talk and consent to being called a naughty name. However, once sex has ceased, stop addressing your partner with any potentially derogatory terms. You might love being called something during sex, but to be called it after, uh, and you might get a very different reaction. According to Robinson.
0: <laughs> all right.
2: No feedback yet. All right. Um, no, no, no.
0: I, I, I'm waiting till the end. I, I want to hear all
2: of this. Don't phone it in. As soon as you climax, you might be tempted to reach for your phone to check for any missed messages or emails. <gasps> but she says that that's guaranteed to immediately turn a partner off. Gaining full consciousness takes up to 15 minutes after burying your head into a screen, she explained. That's why going on your phone straight after having sex is the ultimate disconnection from your partner. Uh, Another one, Uh, don't mention your ex. (laughs) Uh, That one might seem obvious, but she says it's shockingly common among her clients. She says, although I'm pro-openness within a relationship, sharing our past experiences after sex is the time to do it, she stressed. It will possibly leave your partner questioning why that was at the forefront of your mind instantly after your sex together. Uh, don't talk about chores. Another surefire way to ruin the mood is to immediately address a list of things that need doing around the house. Uh, She says that after sex should be a peaceful space to be together and enjoy what you have just experienced. Aim not to start talking about that deadline for your work project and the kid's sleep routine. Uh, Don't jump straight out of bed. (laughs) If you're not tempted to check your phone after a sex session, you may be tempted to jump out of bed and clean up and wash off and avoid that urge. She says several minutes of post-coital cuddling can make the overall experience so much more enjoyable. Uh, Choosing to stay connected to each other allows more hormones to flow, such as rushes of uh, oxytoxin. And then don't get upset. Once you've spent several minutes cooling down from a steamy hot sex session, Obviously, says it's okay for partners to feel differently, and you shouldn't be offended. Uh, she says that after, you, uh, after an orgasm, your partner could feel depleted while you may feel energized. That's okay. If you want to jump up and start doing bedtime yoga, don't be offended if your partner wants to sleep or vice versa. Um, your thoughts? Um,
0: some of them should have been obvious. <laughs> some of them I have been guilty of. Oh. Um. Yes. Some of them I have been guilty of. So I will. I will. I will. I mean, this is a safe space. This is an honest thing. You know, we're we're trying to be honest here. I have been guilty. Um.
2: I'm going to try and guess on one. Let's see. I'm going to say.
0: (laughs) Oh, now this is going to be
2: fun. Let's see. Guessing from one. Uh, no, I don't think you would do that. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'd do that one either. I think you would be the one where you would jump straight out of bed.
0: Yes, I've done that. Where I've jumped straight out of bed and started to clean up. Yep. Well, you know, it depends on how uh What what's a what's a good way of putting it? How athletic the session was, cuz if you were a little if we were a little, you know, Having some having a good old time. There might be there might be a mess to clean up, um, <laughs> but yeah, like some of that is like really. You need to be told, like the X one. Why would you ever?
2: Some people have a death wish. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna go with yes on that. Yeah, like why would you? Why would you even think that that would be okay? <laughs>
2: Like so-and-so. Even if it was
0: accidental. Right. Like that's the only thing I can think of is maybe it was accidental. But that means that you're thinking about somebody that, you know, I shouldn't be thinking about.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which would be pretty fat. Pretty, pretty fat. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, Uh, I mean, I think they're pretty obvious or pretty, like they're pretty on board. I don't, I don't disagree with any of them. (laughs) necessarily except for the cleaning up thing because I'm sorry I love cuddling just like the next I I love hugs I am like physical touch is great mm-hmm. again sometimes that mess is just not okay <laughs> <laughs> it really depends on what happens sometimes you got to clean up the mess Now, if the person that I'm with remembers to bring something so that I don't have to get out of bed to clean up, that's a different statement. I I thought,
2: too, that the thing used to be, and once again, I guess we'll have to Google it, I thought immediately (laughs) after that was when you were supposed to go and kind of, like, go to the bathroom so that you could not cause a UTI. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but. That's what I thought. <laughs> so now what I you thought. Told me, now you're telling me to stick around for a few minutes and possibly get a UTI. Thank you. <laughs> Hope it was worth the stay. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I would never do any of those things. Like I said, I'm like you. I would probably be guilty of the one that I... Instead of the leaving too early, but it's kind of like, hey, after all that, you either gotta like, you know, if there's a lot of movement, you either gotta like stretch a little bit, or you know, yeah, do what you gotta do. <laughs>
0: right. Again, so, there might be. I'm getting old. I'm getting up there in age, so I might need to stand yeah. up and like make sure that my brain ain't, you know, or that my legs still move correctly. And again. Right. If well done. Then I I am I'm, I'm not gonna be mad.
2: <laughs> uh, well Yes. Who knows? Maybe we might pick uh this topic up, uh, well not this particular one, but maybe we'll do it after dark next week as well. And there was a lot of stuff that uh, we had. Um hopefully you all like the after dark segments. <laughs> this one for uh, me at least. Yes, yes. And then, I, before we leave tonight, I know we have a few minutes, because we almost went the entire two hours, and uh, we thank you for hanging out with us tonight, but I did promise you all, I know last week and we didn't get a chance to do it tonight, so I did have one smoking gun story, we'll, we'll have a couple for you next week, but this one, because Florida Day is coming up next week, uh, this one, of course, is um, from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, from the Smoking gun, they state that in a monumentally moronic scheme, a woman admitted that she plotted to submit dog urine she had collected in an attempt to cheat a court-ordered drug screening, according to police. According to investigators, Jessica Beattie, 42, was subject to random testing as a stipulation of release terms related to her December 28th arrest for possession of drug paraphernalia and driving with a suspended license. Beatty, a Clearwater, Florida resident, has a lengthy rap sheet with numerous cocaine convictions related to incarceration terms. Free of her own recognizance, following last month's arrest, she had an appointment Thursday to pee in a cup at the county's misdemeanor probation unit. The test is designed to detect the presence of chemical substances or controlled substances. She apparently was concerned that her urine would turn up dirty with such a finding likely result in the bog uh, revocation to her immediate jailing. So she showed up, quote, with a fraudulent urine sample, according to a criminal complaint. A defendant's provision of urine is visu- uh, visually monitored by a probation officer, making it difficult to hoodwink the investigators. When confronted with the phony sample, she reportedly admitted that she, quote, collected urine from her aunt's dog, which she, quote, intended to provide during testing. The complaint does not indicate what kind of container that she used to house the fraudulent sample. There is a detail how she actually collected the canine waste, which drug tests can easily differentiate from human equivalent. Uh, she was arrested at the probation office and charged with urine testing fraudulent practices, which is a misdemeanor. Uh, in light of the January 11th caller, a judge revoked the prior order freeing Beatty in the drug, in the drug driving case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why?
0: God. Why?
3: I don't understand. It when people people. Yep. What are
2: you doing? So don't use your dog ear. Uh, <laughs> Let it go, people. Let it go. <laughs> um with that, uh the clock on the wall is definitely telling us that we're just about out of time for this week. Uh did you have any shout outs?
0: Uh no, surprisingly, I do not. Um basically, for me at least, it was it's been a it's been a It's been a quiet month. So,
2: but thank you for everybody that listened. As always, we thank you um, for listening uh, wherever you're at. Um, And whether you catch us live here on here or when we are also, when we do stream uh, or um, when you listen to us on Spotify, tell a friend. Uh hopefully you will all be able to join us next time or next we meet, uh which hopefully uh will be next Friday night. It will be uh pretty much at that point. We're coming up close to the end of the month. Um like I said, the uh the era of Aquarius is of hottest. Um <laughs> my favorite time of the year. Actually, the it's the last, Aquarius, man. The yeah. Uh, It's the last show for the month of January, so it'll be January 26th. So uh, next Friday night, 10 o'clock in the East, 9 o'clock Central Time, uh, 7 o'clock out in the West, and then, of course, for you overseas. Man, thank you all for staying up with us if you are listening to us. Um, That's early in the morning for all of you, early Saturday morning, (laughs) listening wherever you're at. So uh, for Barry, I am LeVar, uh, and always, in closing, Uh, Beyond thanking you, we tell you to please take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you next time. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Page One. Page
3: One. Page One.
2: Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at
1: News Comet BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeart Radio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.